0: good morning friends it is good to be in worship today together in this way for those of us who have gathered in this space and for those of us who are online we are so happy that you are here as we celebrate our God in worship together today. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey. I bring you greetings on behalf of our preacher of the day, Pastor David Hoffman, and our pastor emeritus, Pastor Bob Thomas. I returned yesterday afternoon with our group that you all sent to Jonesville, Virginia for the Appalachian Service Project. Uh, returned yesterday afternoon after a week of hard and hot work, uh, but it was rewarding. Nonetheless, we are excited to be home with you all, and we are especially excited to share our experiences with you. So you will hear more about those experiences next week during the sermon time of the worship service, as some of those of us who participated on the trip will be sharing our reflections. Our um, Summer Kids, Summer at Stony Brook series continues. This past week we had a Kona ice truck come. You can see the picture there. And so the kids had a lot of fun and got to play games. And I heard Pastor David uh, had a race with one of our kiddos and, am I going to embarrass you if I say this, did not win the race. <laughs> So we have another event coming up at the end of July. On July 28th, we're going to have a reptile show uh, come to Stony Brook Church. It'll be outside at the uh, Cook Chapel. Everyone is invited, and especially those who have kiddos are invited. We'll start with a a hot dog cookout and, uh, and then move on to the reptile show. So if you're interested in that, please RSVP so that we can uh, care for you all and have all of the appropriate uh, food and whatnot. You can do so at stonybrook.church slash kids. It's hard to believe that back to school is right around the corner, and as... Stony Brook does every year. We're gonna be partnering with our ministry partners, GRIN, Gahanna Residents in Need, uh, to help uh, supply some school supplies for the kiddos in our community. You can find a list of these items in your weekly electronic announcements that come out each the end of each week, or you can contact Emily Keener, our Director of Outreach and Missions, and she will get you that list. Those supplies will need to be back to the church by Sunday, July 25th. At this time, I invite us to take a deep breath and begin to settle our hearts and our minds as our prelude prepares us for worship. rise either in body or in spirit for our call to worship. Some of us are exhausted. We come to rest. Some of us are curious about Jesus. We come to learn. Some of us are hungry. We come to be fed. Some of us are disoriented. We come to pray. Some of us are broken we come to be healed we gather around you this morning o christ teach us feed us hear us heal us grant us your peace amen I invite you into a spirit of prayer as we turn our hearts to God. Sometimes, oh God, it's hard to put words to the prayers of our hearts. We feel things deep in our bodies that we just can't seem to articulate into sentences. We hurt, we cry, we rage, we act out, we wonder, we doubt. It's painful to watch the news. It's painful to see the realities of some of the places that we hold near and dear to our hearts. We worry about the ramifications of the political turmoil in Haiti. We are fearful for the Cubans we've met. We are stunned by the food insecurity in Appalachia. Hold your people in your heart, O God. Protect them guide them love them thank you O god for calling us to these communities it is beyond words that we get to know them support them love them and to be loved by them you are a beautiful all-encompassing god and you draw us together in the most incredible of ways the way you open our hearts is astounding so astounding that we often don't realize it's happening Slowly, carefully, you work in our lives, softening us, opening us, transforming us. Slowly, carefully, we change. We begin to see the world differently, more clearly. Injustices no longer hide in the dark, and pain is no longer masked. Slowly, carefully, things like hope, Joy, peace, and love make more sense. Experiences shimmer and shine more brightly. You become more real. Sometimes, oh God, it's hard to put the prayers of our hearts into words. And sometimes we don't even need to try. For you hear us in all of the ways that we call out to you. We pray all of this in the name of the one who takes our words and our breath away as he walks slowly, Carefully across the water to us. We now join our voices together, praying the prayer that Christ Jesus taught us by saying our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us
1: Today is the final of the series of traveling companions. Today we're going to look at um, the continuation of the Gospel of Mark. Um, we hear phrases coming from the back seat Are we there yet? Or I'm hungry. Today is Are you sure this is the right way? And where's the map? Um, so hopefully you will um, hear the disciples asking those or similar questions this day. I invite us now to hear these words as they come to us from the Gospel of Mark, the 6th chapter, verses 45 through 56. Hear these words. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after saying farewell to them, he went up to the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. When he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret and moored the boat, When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed." Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Thou who art over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. Do you remember the paper maps that some of us still have folded up in our glove boxes? You might be able to find them amid your registration and insurance cards, your owner's manual, and the wadded up McDonald's napkins. Do you remember those, right? Do you remember the road atlases or the triptychs that were usually shoved behind the driver's seat in those those compartments? You see, except for a compass, these paper maps used to be the only things that we had to give us direction. And these maps were the hardest things to fold back up correctly, right? You almost needed to, to be trained in origami to fold them back correctly. We'll just leave that right here for now. <laughs> but if you're anything like the Hoffman family, you would just get it that paper map, map folded up correctly and back in its designated place only again need it because to find the nearest exit because someone in the car had to take a bathroom break, right? (laughs) Thank goodness for GPS and for smartphones these days. But the text from the Gospel of Mark gives us some instruction and lays out a map for us. And through his example and interaction with the disciples, Jesus informs our faith and outlines essential steps for us as we journey together. Jesus encourages us to take time to be with and nurture a relationship with God. Jesus invites us to care for our own spiritual needs and Jesus did this repeatedly throughout his ministry, and we find that in this morning's text. Jesus got away and spent time with God, often in prayer. Now time away can, with God can help us to gain a different perspective. We get a view of the mountaintop and of the valley below. And often we can get a glimpse of the terrain ahead and what will be required of us. We can look back at where we have come from and look forward to where we will go. Even during overwhelmed and overcommitted times in our lives, this time away with God is essential. Mountaintop experiences remind us of what is most important in life. And those experiences show us possibilities and can help us to rediscover dreams that have long been forgotten. This time alone with God can help us to clarify our calling. It can help us to regain a sense of purpose. This time can help us to discover or rediscover gifts that we have. And this time can help us reflect and make sense of life. I can't wait to hear from our ASP team next week about their mountaintop experiences and the many ways that that experience helped them to grow in their faith, especially by helping to meet the needs of others. Now, sometimes we can meet the needs of others without even knowing it. Stephen Newman, who backpacked across the United States and parts of the world, shares such a story. Stephen wrote of his experiences in letters that he mailed back to his parents. And on on the journey that he took across the United States and the world, he spent a lot of, of alone time with God and he learned about what it was like to rely upon the help and the hospitality of others. It was while walking down a secluded, foggy road in the Shenandoah Valley, Stephen writes, that I heard Esteline's distant shouts. I looked up to the side of a a broad, grassy hill to the front porch of a lone white cottage and I saw a very old and tiny lady with shining hair and the bluest eyes I've ever gazed into. Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo! She was yelling and w- with an excited wave. Young man, have you had any breakfast? Stephen responded that he hadn't eaten since noon the day before and that he had spent the night sleeping in an abandoned farmhouse. Well, you get up here and have some breakfast, she demanded. And then a feast followed. Later on, as he stood on the porch with his tall pack on his back, he asked the woman why she had invited him in. Why she so readily trusted a complete stranger. Well, the woman was actually quite shy. She lowered her eyes and looked out over the, the still, misty valley as if both embarrassed and trying to collect her thoughts. And after a few minutes, she looked back and said, ever so softly When, when I was a little girl, my mother used to read to me from the Bible. Her favorite passage was the one that God sometimes sends angels to us disguised as people to test our charitableness. Well, a slight red came to her face. I'm 88 years old and my eyesight is not as good anymore. And when I looked out the screen door into the forest and saw this tall figure coming through the fog, I could feel my heart suddenly beating faster. I saw that there was something very big and long on your back. I thought, surely this must be one of the angels coming to test me. I thought, surely this you must be an angel. And I've been so good all these years, and darn it, I'm just too old now to be blowing my chance to get in heaven. (laughs) Why, she says, I might never ever have another chance to feed an angel. Sometimes, sometimes we meet the needs of others without even knowing it. Spending time to nurture a relationship with God can give us a valuable perspective and the strength that we need to carry on on this journey in which we find ourselves. The next insight from this text that we can gain is following Jesus' example to meet others amid the wind and the waves of their lives and to bring peace. The text tells us that Jesus witnessed them straining at the oars against an adverse wind. The text defines it as a headwind or a wind blowing directly in front of them. One that is opposing forward motion. It sounds like the disciples were stuck right there in the middle of the lake. And this journey across the lake, I believe, was the first time that the disciples set out without Jesus. And I'm sure some of the disciples must have been wondering and asking themselves if they were headed in the right direction. Jesus, however, kept a watchful eye on them. Jesus trusted them and and their abilities. That is one reason why Jesus sent them on ahead. And when Jesus saw that they were overwhelmed, He met them there amid the wind and the waves that were swirling all around them. Friends, we are to notice and to meet others where, they, where, where we are on the journey. And one, one of the gifts of this congregation is our trained Stephen ministers. These are lay folks from our congregation who, like the staff and pastors, are trained to meet others where they are in their lives. To walk beside them and to speak peace into their lives. Stephen ministers come from all walks of life. But they share a passion for bringing Christ's love and care to people during their time of need. It is a gift of this congregation. Another helpful piece of instruction is our reminder to get into the boat with others. And sometimes just being present in the boat with others, when we can safely do so, brings them peace and assurance. It tells them that they are not alone. And knowing that others have been in the same boat or have worn the same shoes in which we find ourselves reminds us that we are not alone and it gives us hope and it gives us possibility. see, in responding to the disciples, Jesus was able to speak to the, fe- the fear. The fear that was within their hearts. And we can speak to another's fear and anxiety by listening to what one needs the most. We need to listen to another's fears instead of first thinking about our own fears and how we might respond. And avoid projecting our own fears and our own answers onto them We need to know our own fears and acknowledge how God speaks to them in our own lives. We also need to be careful not to take on the fear of others. In one way, probably the most important way that we can speak to the fear of others is by helping others to recognize the God that is moving in their midst. You see, the disciples only recognized Jesus when he spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Even witnessing Jesus walking on the water was not enough for them to recognize him. At the latest and darkest part of the night, they did not know that the figure who walked along the wet, roaring waves was none other than Jesus himself. It's a ghost, they cried out to one another. And then Jesus again did what only God can do. He spoke with the voice of God. And He said it is I Am. Evoking the self-identification of God, of Yahweh, The One known as I Am. It is Me. It is I. Do not be afraid. He is here quoting Hebrew Scripture. Jesus is aligning Himself with God. Jesus is speaking right to their fear. God is with them. Now we are to follow these guidelines and these instructions We're going to follow these with others even when they they fail to understand or appreciate our intentions. Like this morning's text, we we are reminded that the disciples did not always connect the dots until until later after reflecting and, and reminiscing about the events that took place. However, Jesus did not abandon them in their time of discerning and discovering. The disciples were reminded repeatedly as they sat around the table and broke bread together of Jesus' life-giving presence. We are invited. We're invited to follow this roadmap even when our lives are interrupted by season or circumstance. That was last week's sermon. But from our own experience, we can draw upon the strength and the faith that we are called to share with someone else. As we go forth this week, I invite us to be like Jesus. I invite us to find time to be with and and nurture your relationship with God. I invite us to meet others amid the wind and waves of their lives and to speak peace. Do not be afraid if circumstances warrant to get safely in the boat with others. Speak to the fear within the hearts of others with God's overwhelming joy, God's overwhelming peace. God's overwhelming love and grace. And when we do this, when we follow Jesus' lead, know that we are headed in the right direction. And as God has promised time and time again, God will bless us on our journey. May it be so, amen. As we enter our time of offering this day, we acknowledge the many ways that God has blessed our lives. We also recognize our need to return a portion of our blessing to God to be used in mission and ministry through this church. We have several ways to participate through online giving or by mailing our gifts to the church, or by placing our offerings in the baskets provided for us before or after the service. As the ushers come forward this morning with our gifts, I invite us now to stand and sing together our doxology. Let us stand and sing together. things come to, from you, O oh God, and with gratitude we return to you what is yours. You created all that is, and with love formed us in your image. When our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. All that we are and all that we have is a trust from you. And so, in gratitude for all your gifts, You ourselves and all we have, union with Christ's offering for us. By Your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to Your world through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us now remain standing and sing our closing hymn together. may that love and grace which surpasses all of our understanding keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ. May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us this day and remain with us forever. Amen.